trying to land an aircraft can be challenging. And one of the secrets, first of all, is getting a good circuit in. In particular, a correct approach. But there's always discussion on does power control airspeed or rate of descent. Well, in this episode, I'm going to talk about that very topic and more. So strap in and let's get into it. G'day everyone and welcome to episode 49 of Flight Training Australia, the podcast all about flight training and flying in Australia and beyond. I'm your host Trent Robinson, thank you everyone for joining me. The aim of the podcast is to educate, entertain and keep you up to speed on all things aviation in Australia in particular, but anything else interesting going on around the world. I'm not a new service, but there's plenty of sites and podcasts for all that. But I do aim to bring everyone together and discuss some things that make flying easier and ultimately help keep us all safe and coming home to our loved ones. I had a great couple of weeks off in Cairns in the Daintree Rainforest um, out on the Great Barrier Reef. It was uh, fantastic. Heaps of diving and exploring and uh, just a really good break, just what I needed. And uh, really looking forward to getting back into the podcast and uh, getting all this other stuff I keep promising everybody to happen. If you can believe it, we're almost through another year. Um, The weather is definitely changing up here. The build-up has uh, started. We started getting a few showers, a lot more cloud around. Humidity definitely picked up. Uh, So I will be getting onto my good friend at the Bureau of Met, Harrison Burns Fab, very soon. Have another chat with him all about flying in the tropics and, and wet season weather. And also got some other fantastic interviews lined up, which will be coming out very, very soon. Thanks to everyone for your emails and messages whilst I was away. Um, If you've been sitting there whilst flying or driving, just wondering about something, can't get to the bottom of it, can't agree with your mates, send me your questions. doesn't matter if it might just take a minute or two to cover or could be a topic for a full episode. Let me know. Send it through to info at trentrobinsonaviation.com.au and I will be only too happy to try and cover that at some time in an upcoming episode. Plenty of ambiguous stuff out there, especially with constant changes and rules and regs. I've got my little uh, consultation team with me and if we can't figure it out, I'll go straight to the horse's mouth and ask CASA for you because the last thing I want to be doing is distributing the wrong information. So I will get you the answers you need. So I've been thinking about what to uh, talk about, and I guess in a way it's a topic that I've been avoiding for a little while because it is a bit controversial, uh, depending on who you speak to and where you fly and how everyone's been raised. But I think it's time to have a bit of a chat about it, and it's that infamous, does power control airspeed or rate of descent on when you're approaching to land? It's something I'm often asked uh, from students, and I know just from working at various flying schools, we're bringing in instructors from various backgrounds and seminars and things of different places, talking to different people. Uh, It's just one thing that always comes up in discussion. Now, I guess in simple terms, the the, the matter is I'm going to give you a bit of a sitting on the fence answer because it, it really just does depend. And I guess that's the good news. There is no real right or wrong. But there's probably a better, depending on the type of aircraft you're operating. All right. But 
I am going to give you some info. So keep listening because I'll give you some insight into it all and why there is such division on what the actual correct answer is. And as with anything, and you only have to jump on forums and uh, Facebook and Peeprint and all these other wonderful places for uh, misinformation and people's opinions to be distributed, that you're going to see differing opinions on certain things. Now, we can apply one-size-fits-all approach, being power controls airspeed, as it works pretty much in every aircraft. And that's certainly the case for bigger aircraft. And as people progress through their flying and get into uh, bigger twins, high-performance singles and airliners, uh, that is absolutely the way it needs to be done. And it does do that because there's pretty much no other way to do it because of the kind of approaches and landings these aircraft are doing. And that's typically a three-degree approach profile coming in for an instrument approach. When they're doing IFR flying, that's what they're going to be doing. Some high-performance singles, of course, as well. So in order to fly a three-degree approach profile, an aircraft needs to fly performance approach. So power controls the airspeed, rates controlled by the nose attitude. If you need to descend down a bit quicker, you lower the nose. You need to back off you raise the nose. If that then results in an increase or decrease in airspeed, you adjust the throttle accordingly. It's just the same as if you're coming down a steep hill in your car. The descent profile is basically predetermined by the nose attitude of the car because it's attached to the wheels and the wheels are attached to the road on a predetermined angle or slope. So the only way you can control your speed is with the accelerator and obviously a brake. We don't have brake, so we rely on drag for that. That can be drag from propeller drag by reducing throttle if we're in a variable pitch propeller or even fixed pitch. And also then changing the aircraft's attitude to increase the profile drag from the aeroplane. So the road is just like a fixed three degree approach profile. Ideally, this is what we should be flying on every circuit, whether we're in a single or a twin, VFR or IFR. A constant approach to the runway whether that's from 10 miles or 20 miles out or from our downwind base and final turn where we normally start from. I'm not going to go into how to fly a perfect circuit. We just want to talk about this particular component, but we will touch on a few elements of it. And I'll talk about how to fly a good circuit in another episode soon. So using power for airspeed model, regardless of what you're flying, let's look at how to use that. So we need to imagine and visualize what a three-degree profile actually looks like and where that's going to end up going to. What is the picture? Right, The picture, you'll hear your instructors say it sometimes, is to fly the attitude or fly the picture. And this is what they're meaning. How does it all look out the front of the window? Where's the runway? How is it positioned? How is it angled? What's the shape? This is the aspect of the runway. So we'll have aiming point aspect and airspeed is uh, some things that we were looking for in again depending on where you come from different variations but you're essentially looking for these three things as you approach the runway we want the runway to stay in position in the window and this is what we're going to use to help determine whether we're going up or down and that means the picture is changing we want to look at the far end of the runway and that should be about two-thirds the width of the approach end of the runway Again, this is how we can visually tell if we're a high, low, or on the ideal profile. 
Now, this takes some time and experience to just really lock that in because for a fair bit of up and down, it's all going to look the same to you. But eventually, you'll be able to see the fine details and the subtle changes in the perspective. And this will help you react much more quickly and keep the aircraft on profile earlier. Where things do get tricky, though, is when we start to add some variables. So some variables are in our control, some not so much. But if we can react to them and adjust our handling of the aircraft to keep the profile going, it's going to give us every chance of maintaining it and having a good landing at the end of it all. So what is in control? Things like circuit size, circuit speed, the correct configuration for our aircraft type, and the correct speed for each stage of the circuit. This also extends to applying stretching out our circuit to maybe follow a slower aircraft. We might have to extend downwind a bit. We might have to facilitate someone on a long final or joining final approach, or even flying a long approach ourselves. When does the picture look right that we actually start our descent? The thing is that there's virtually never an identical circuit where all these variables are the same. If you've got Oz runways or a phone, a watch that tracks your position, if you have a look at the path of the aircraft over the ground, it'll be a general rectangular shape, but each downwind's probably a little bit more left or right than the previous one. Each base leg or crosswind slightly different position. So what we need to be able to do is adapt and really pick up whether we're slightly closer, wider, faster, slower, longer, and, and make it all the same as close as possible each time. If we do this, this is going to make our life a lot easier. Power settings. For most initial aircraft, you're going to be taught something around a basic 1500 uh, RPM on base. This is our go-to power setting. And this is for nil wind. So let's not bring wind into it just at the moment. But if you're closer or further out, this is going to throw out your descent profile. What about if you do have the wind? If we're pushing into a crosswind that's in front of us, if we're doing a standard left-hand circuit and we've got the wind coming from the right, well, I probably want to have a bit more power in. Otherwise, my descent profile, I'm going to end up lower sooner. So I need to go maybe 16 1650, 1700 RPM. It depends on what aircraft you're flying and how it reacts. Similarly, if you've got the wind behind you, you need to get the power back below 1500. Otherwise, you're just going to be out of position. This can result in the aircraft being high in profile and fast, or it might be too slow and low. Or you could be low and fast because you let the nose drop on the base turn and didn't allow the airspeed to come back and settle down. Now, some people will use this to go, well, see, there you go. You just said that nose attitude controls airspeed, and they'd be right. But once we're on the profile, this is where power controlling airspeed will typically come into play. But we can use attitude as well. We'll get to that. The thing we've got to make sure we do is use the right airspeed every time. So in a nil wind environment, Set your 1500 RPM every time, not 1700, not 18, not 19, not 1550. Same with speed. If you want 70 knots on base, 
then get 70 knots. If you bring the power back, set your flap and set the correct attitude for your aeroplane, something like half sky, half ground, you will get your equivalent speed. Power plus attitude plus configuration equals performance. This is where all this really, really comes home to play. If you're fast, you're going to take time trying to fix it. You're not going to descend the way you want to. And you're going to use the base leg and chew it all up. Next minute, it's going to be turn, time to turn final. You're going to overshoot. You're going to get destabilized. Something we just don't want. So a stabilized approach is essential in having a good successful approach to a landing. So we need to know the correct configuration for our aircraft for each stage of the circuit, but also execute it accurately. And this will ultimately mean multitasking, doing several things at once whilst monitoring each and correcting as needed and not neglecting anything else. That takes a little bit of time. Typically, you're going to want to focus on turning once you've turned, bringing the power back, once you've got the power back, setting some flap, then lowering the nose and then trimming. You'll generally find by the time you've done all that, it's time to turn final, if not already gone through it. So you're going to have to do a couple of things at once as time permits. And this will come with practice. Some variables we can't control is the weather. Many locations suffer from wind, sometimes varying winds, each circuit. Sometimes it's coming from the left, sometimes the right, sometimes straight ahead. Sometimes the strength just drops off altogether. This makes it really difficult when you're learning. And sometimes if the conditions are like that, sometimes it's usually just best let's just not fly today because it can mess you up. You're really trying to just get a reasonable, consistent flow of things. And when you're having to change it every time, trying to get that consistency is really, really difficult and to consolidate those skills. So don't be afraid to say, look, I just don't think we should go flying today. If we do have the wind though, we need to allow for it. So again, react to the picture out in front. What about thermals? All right, certainly get plenty up here in Darwin and I know plenty of other places. They've got thermal activity, uh, winds flying over mountain ranges. All these things can affect how we fly. With thermals, you're pretty much going to go up. What goes up comes down, but that's going to kill your descent rate. So we need to react quickly. Otherwise, just like that, we're going to end up high, out of profile and our approach is no longer stable. We need to do a go around. And again, when we're learning, this is perfectly okay. And I'd much rather see someone have good command decision-making and go around than try and fix a bad situation, which usually ends up in a firm, hard, uh, messy landing. So remember thermal activity, what goes up must come down. Anticipate the thermal as it comes back, correct, and be ready to get everything back on profile as the sink starts to come in or our descent rate. So we can do this with power or nose attitude. Well, I've already said for larger aircraft, I've given you the answer. If you hit a thermal, it will decrease the rate of descent, so we need to lower the nose. If this then results in an increase in speed, decrease power but it's the up and down we need to fix straight away. So nose attitude works best. In a lighter single, students are often taught the other way around. 
In essence, though, whichever way you use, you're essentially doing them both or should be pretty much at the same time. Powering back and easing forward. Bring the power back. That will stop or increase our rate of descent. Lower the nose to keep the speed on. You're really doing the same thing. So the argument at the end of the day is almost a moot one. If I say the sentence the other way around, add power back, then raise the nose, we're really just getting the same result. But it could mean we lose profile as the airspeed won't have changed much in the initial stage. Bigger aircraft, not going to be the case. The thermal will affect that rate and it will throw you off the profile almost immediately. As you all probably know, it doesn't take much for the approach to blow out if we're too slow to react. So getting used to working the throttle or throttles in and out, driving the aircraft down to the runway, keeping the runway in the same position in the window is going to make your approach much more accurate and hopefully help you result in a much smoother and better landing to begin with. Like I said, we'll talk about circuits in another episode and secrets to a successful landing. This is certainly a place of uh, syllabus blowout and mass frustration for many. So let's talk about that coming up very, very soon. All right, guys, that's it for this week's episode. Thank you for listening. Again, as I've said earlier, thank you for the feedback, the reviews, the five stars uh, on Instagram, Spotify, and any other player that allows you to do so. You can get hold of me on the social media platforms. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, just search for Trent Robinson Aviation. You'll find me there. And welcome to my recent patrons, Josh Weir and Simon Harrison. Thank you for coming on board. You can find me on patreon.com forward slash Trent Robinson Aviation. Multiple tiers of membership, which you can join. Everything goes towards helping this podcast reach everybody, uh, all the costs involved with running it. And it is a tax deduction. It is a tax deductible expense, like a uh, magazine subscription and the like. Okay, so get on there. Go check that out. Patreon itself is also like a Facebook or an Instagram. I do have um, some exclusive articles and pictures and little things going on there as well. And uh, let me know you've seen those by liking all those, and I'll keep all that content coming as well. All right, big 50th episode next week. I will look forward to seeing you then. Until next week, blue skies, and remember the golden rule. Aviate, navigate, communicate. Cheers, everyone. <laughs>